can't get enough of the podcast? Lucky for you, our video IQ platform on adorebeauty.com.au houses thousands of articles on skincare, makeup, hair care, and more. Plus, you can find a heap of video tutorials, ingredient spotlights, and brand breakdowns on our YouTube channel. Just click on Beauty IQ in the menu bar of the website or app or search Adore Beauty on YouTube for more beauty content. Welcome everybody to Beauty IQ, the podcast. I'm your host, Joanna Fleming. And I am your co-host, Hannah First. So Hannah, I sent you a screenshot the other day. Uh, (laughs) Someone had DM'd me, obviously a male, um, had DM'd me saying, do you realize you're on Hinge standouts all the time? (laughs) Jealous. And funnily enough, I actually deleted Hinge, so um, I didn't know that, but I do now. um, Can we talk about why you've deleted it? Are you on a different one or you're just done? No, I just don't. I just can't be bothered. I just don't don't have time for it. When I've got too many, so this is <laughs> this is so bad. But you know, when Hinge tells you it's your turn, yes. When I've got like a whole stream of your turns, <laughs> sometimes I just delete it and start again. <laughs> and because it's all because like the conversations are like. How's lockdown? Good, you know, like I'm just like I can't. I just I give up and then I start again. And what usually happens is that the guys that are actually interested will re-like me. Um, yes. Yeah. So like it makes them work for it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good way of putting it. One of the things that pisses me off the most about Hinge, though, is them not understanding the Hinge prompt. What is your irrational fear? <laughs> they put like snakes or spiders. Do you not understand what irrational means? Those are all rational fears. They're like heights. I'm like, that doesn't, it, that's a fear. That's a genuine do fear. You, it's a rational fear. Do you have, do you have an irrational fear? Um, I don't know that I do. I'm absolutely terrified of spiders. Like I fully get a gag reflex. But apart from that, I don't think I really do have any irrational fears. Do you? No, I think they're all rational fears. Yeah. De- death. <laughs> rejection oh really (laughs) yes totally I like it I'm like a hypochondriac for like I always think my throat is closing over oh my god it's not I'm just like I can't you know you know when you can't (laughs) that's also anxiety wait maybe maybe that's my irrational fear is my throat closing over for no reason I think I'm like having an anaphylactic I don't even have any allergies yeah and I like (laughs) I start to think like I'm going, I'm having an allergic reaction to something, but I'm not. I don't think I fear death because um, I always scare my housemate Hattie and she tries to do it back to me and I just don't even like react. Like She'll be hiding somewhere and jump out and I just don't even respond. So I think that means that like, I just, I don't care. I did see that <laughs> you scaring her on your stories. Yeah, I do it regularly. She lives in fear. Um, but I thought we could do some of these hinge prompts yeah. um, and answer them ourselves because uh, we like to make fun of men responding <laughs> to them. Okay, so let's start with I'll fall. So if you were responding to a guy, I'll fall for you if. Oh, they always do. Um, like if you push trip me, over me. Or oh, something. that's so yeah. annoying. Please <laughs> stop doing that. So annoying. Stop. Oh my god. Um. Oh, what would I? What would you do? If you go to sleep to the TV, for sure. Oh yes, nice. I'd probably say I'll fall for you if you wear sunscreen every day. Okay. Yeah, that's a good one for yeah. you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wear the same type of weird if. You like pimple popping videos. Uh, yes, that's a good one for you. Mm. Um, wear the same type of weird if 
I mean, I just feel like there's too many for me. Yeah, like there's so <laughs> You've many. Got lots of options. <laughs> but there's just, I just think like if I meet you, and it's because like I remember when my parents went on their first date, they both like yes. realized they hated mushrooms. Oh yeah, you could do mushrooms and seafood yeah. and cucumber and like everything that I hate. Yeah, I yeah. think that if they're a fu- if they if they hate all the same foods as me. Yes. All right. So this year I really want to. Um, everyone's at the moment says like leave the house. Uh, same, but uh, I'd want to be more a bit original. more creative. Yeah, come on, show you a bit of creativity. Well, I'm learning to run at the moment, so I'd probably say run a marathon. I really want to. I know, hell no, no. <laughs> <laughs> run five k. Run five k. Okay. Mm-hmm. I want to stare out of an, one of the round aeroplane windows. Really <gasps> bored. Like yes. just stare for hours yes. and hours. No, you know yeah. what I want? I want that sore bum from sitting on an international flight. Or like the awkward moment where you like have to walk up to the toilet and someone's yes. in there and you have to like stare at the crowd like you're about to yes. make a speech. <laughs> that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Next. Um, so my ideal date from home. Oh, I'd rather not be dating at home. <laughs> I'd like them to cook, cook for me, cook me some, yeah, something same. really same. nice. Yeah. God, you'd be hard to please though. I'd be I so know. scared if I had to cook you dinner. <laughs> I'd just, be, I'd be happy with like. I know you really well and I well, wouldn't even dare. Can I actually tell you, I am talking to an Italian guy at the moment and yeah. <laughs> I think he did say I'll cook for you. Um, anyway. Okay. Have you told him you're a vegetarian that doesn't eat mushrooms yet? <laughs> I mean, I did say I love Italian food, but like I didn't okay. say like, but <laughs> I don't eat yeah. all these things. Okay. I'll know it's time to delete Hinge when? Um, when someone meets my incredibly high expectations. Yes. Which very good. That's, that's a that is a good one. That's a really good one. All right. Have we done this before? I'm weirdly attracted to. I don't No, I don't think we have, but mine would be backwards caps. Yeah, yours is backwards. Yeah. Caps. Do you know how many people sent me videos on like TikTok and Reels of like people doing videos about guys wearing backwards caps after that episode? Really? I yeah, they just don't like in. a backwards cap. I'm trying to think. No, it's I... got to be on the right person. It's got to be on the right person. Is, I don't know if this is weird, but like hairy chest <laughs> oh yeah that's not but really like, weird not overly not overly hairy like hair stops before the clavicle um as in it's or no you like a full covering no, no. <laughs> I think before the clavicle sounds pretty good for okay me. that sounds yeah. pretty good to me okay one more I take pride in my organizational skills Mm. <laughs> I like that. And I was going to say the opposite, my spontaneity. <laughs> well, at least everyone can relate to either uh, of us. <laughs> all right. We've done exactly what that reviewer said we did and talked about. Yeah, um, ten, for 10 minutes. Dating for yeah. 10 minutes. So <laughs> moving on, uh, Hannah, what is on today's episode? Uh, I don't know. You go. <laughs> okay. All right. You ask me then. <laughs> no, I'll get it up. Um, <laughs> okay. On today's episode, we are chatting about headlights for our cringy combo. Mm. Then Joe and I are going to open up our makeup bags and tell you what's in them. And of course, the products we didn't know we needed. So I think this topic has been in the works for a little while and we we're trying to find the perfect guest for this topic. So we have Sherry Richardson from Nitpickers in Perth joining us to talk about head lice. Welcome to the podcast, Sherry. Hi, thank you. Thanks for having me. 
Our pleasure. Um, so we actually discovered you on TikTok because I'm a bit of a sicko. My few page is just filled with like pimple popping stuff. So I think naturally like the algorithm just put knit removal in the mix as well. And I could not believe the severity of some of the cases that you're dealing with. Can you tell us how you managed to get into this line of work? Um, I actually got into it because I hated head loss. Um, my daughter had kept catching them and I didn't know what I was doing so wrong. And I wanted to find a solution that was easier for me as a mom. I was pregnant, just bought a house. I didn't have the time to do anything. And so I jumped on the good old web and I looked around and I saw there were so many options available and costly, crazy, dangerous options available. And I had a little freak out and then I sat down and I looked at everything and I realised every single one of them came back to the exact same conclusion, that combing was the key. Like you had to comb after anything you use. So it just seemed that maybe we should start there. Um, And then once I realised that starting there was a really important part of it all, I started helping friends and family. And then one of my friends was like, oh, you should do this for a job. And I was like, no, but I've been doing it ever since, so 10 years now. Wow. Do you ever get paranoid? Because anytime I hear like head loss, I then get that itchy feeling. Mm. Do you you still get that? Or did you get that in the beginning when you were saying Oh, because you just said it and I just started itching my head (laughs) as soon as you said it. It's, um, It's actually called psychosomatic parasitosis. Um, and it's our body's defense system. It's the same thing we get if we touch a spider web and we feel spiders crawling. We're just kind of like, <laughs> you know, that's up. Yeah. So that's, I still get that, but I also still get head lice. So, um, I get them okay. uh, from severe clients or extreme clients. Um, but I comb yeah. my hair daily, so that doesn't bother mm-hmm. me. Can you also talk to us a bit about the spread of head lice? Like how does it happen and why is it so common in kids? Okay. So head lice actually, um, um, Contrary to popular belief, they don't jump and they don't fly. So they transfer from head-to-head or head-to-item contact. That's a really easy way to do it. So like sharing hats, um, hair brushes, uh, car- like seat backs in like buses and things and planes. Planes are um, notorious for headlines. But, um, you know, we know that that does happen, but um, there's a lot. it's a lot less common than actual head-to-head transmission. So, and children um, don't have that social understanding of we don't go up and grab everybody and we don't hug everybody and we don't mm-hmm. share our hair mm. and we don't give our friend our lackey and, you know, things like that. Like young children are really... Lacking in hygiene, I guess, like the hygiene. <laughs> Lacking in personal space, I think would yes, be more okay. it. So you can yep. hug somebody else and still be hygienic, you know, like so because yeah. uh, it's, a, it's a very... Um, common misconception that somebody that's not hygienic would have head loss, but that's not like Mm -hmm. the thing. But there's, um, as you go into high school, it used to be so six to um, 11-year-olds were the most common bracket, but now it's six to 16-year-olds, and that's because of selfies with the phones and sharing of iPads Uh, and kids get really close to each other. And um, But then adults, um, there's a lot more adults get head loss than we know, than we think of, but nowhere near as much as kids. So, but yeah. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Um, you've unlocked a new fear for me with, with your plane comment. I'm literally never going to put my head on the back of a plane seat ever again. <laughs> no, I mean, not that I am at the moment, that. but <laughs> should I wear like a, a shower cap? Hand no, <laughs> yeah, so they don't. So the transmission from things like that, like towels, um, chairs and things, um, they get onto your, your clothing and then they climb up because they're, oh. Um, oh. Yeah, they're gravity seeking, so they constantly climb up. But okay. I, I will get them on my shoes when I'm working and then they'll climb all the way up and feed oh. on the way and yeah so I've, I've posted wow. a couple of times some pretty nasty like um toe to toe to neck rashes from them biting as they go up but oh my God. that's why um yeah I recommend everybody should just comb their hair 
at least once a week, every week, just with your normal grooming cycle, just add the knit comb yep. in there and just, you know. Oh, good. No, we're good. Cool. Didn't catch Okay, so everyone should have a knit comb at home. I think everybody should have a knit comb. Yeah, like the metal handle, metal tube okay. knit combs. They yeah. are the best um, combs. And any any brand of those metal handle, metal tooth knit combs. But the oldest mm-hmm. client I ever had that had never had them before in her life, she thought she was completely immune to her last, was 83, caught them off her granddaughter, and she was dirty as anything. She Not dirty as in unhygienic, like she was really annoyed because she literally thought she was immune and she couldn't catch them. But, yeah, mm-hmm. 83. So you mentioned the hygiene factor before. So can you bust a couple of myths for us? Do nits prefer dirty or clean hair? So, again, the science is argumentative in that department. So some studies are like, oh, yes, no, it's definitely the low socioeconomic poor hygiene people who have them and then another study will be done in a more higher upper end cleaner high socioeconomic area and then they'll be like oh no it's the clean people who get them and I think the studies are very much dependent on where they're done in my clinic in the last 10 years I can say it doesn't matter um I have had people from the high end of Perth come through I've had you know very um wonderful smelling human beings with amazing hair and I'm like you know, with in- incredible infestations. Um, and they just thought it was things like dandruff and, and the like, and so they were trying to treat the dandruff. But because uh, they hadn't really been um, openly discussing head loss in their life, it, they had no idea what it was. Um, and then it wasn't until they actually saw a bug they were like, huh? I haven't had anybody come through that I'm like, okay, you're the kind of person who won't have them. But I've had both walks of life thinking they have them and come through and they've got nothing. It's just dandruff or hair casts or something. So, yeah, because pseudonets are a annoying thing yeah <laughs> and do they prefer short or long hair because a lot of people say like oh you know you should just cut your hair short I remember my friend when we were really young we kept getting nits and I remember she ended up cutting her hair it was very long she had like beautiful long blonde hair ringlets and she cut it up to her shoulders because she kept getting nits does the length have anything to do with it no so the main thing with length is that it's the bridges from our hair so I like you'll see my hairs I've got these um little fluffy things around my ears all the Mm -hmm. time but I you know I slick my hair back I I bonnet up I um do things like that whenever I'm dealing with humans and then um you know um quite a lot in a lot of my tiktoks you'll just see my hair is so fluffy it's just everywhere all the time and it's those bridges which are the easiest part of transfer so if you've got long hair you can tie it up better you can pull it back nicer you can get it all out the way you know it's easier to maintain but anything like that you can't tie up is just it's going to have all those free bridges going everywhere um and yeah it can be right down to like a centimeter of hair like you'd have to cut throughout the hair mm-hmm. regularly for that to avoid head lice and then people have even had it in their back hair just at the top of their neck and um you know their yep. arm hair and things like that beards um always um see them in beards and things so yeah oh, the really? length yeah the length thing I think is just one of those um if it's short it won't touch people ideas but like I think they're missing the fact that it's bridges it's not jumping or flying or anything because they, they, mm-hmm. they just can't but um the I, I did in, um try and interview a few lice um over the years and they all um stay pretty pretty hush-hush about whether they prefer, you know, poor or but, yeah, I don't know. I don't think they want to be seen as discriminatory. <laughs> what, um, what are the key things you do to properly remove head lice? When I started this business, I, um, I owned a metal handle, metal tooth knit comb, but it was in my drawer of stuff that doesn't work. You know, I had tried the bottles and I tried the home remedies and I had tried like a bazillion different combs and they were all in that drawer of things that didn't work. And it was because I wasn't 
I didn't understand that there was a process that you had to go through. So no matter what product I had used, I still had to follow through that combing process. Um, And then, as I said before, once I narrowed it down that it was the combing, nothing else was actually the active ingredient, um, then I honed in and mastered the the combing and, and that's what I teach everybody else. It's about this meticulous combing. So sectioning the hair when it's a severe infestation so that you can actually get in and get those eggs specifically out of that hair, um, you know, and then following, depending on the severity of the hair, following that process each time and then having a very thorough follow-up, which is the bit that gets missed by a lot of people. They don't realise that, yep, you're going to find them again in a week no matter what you use. Um, And Mm -hmm. that's important to do that follow-up and get all of that out. Mm -hmm. So you don't use any of the, like, chemical stuff. You just do the combing and then I guess you do follow-up appointments for those people to remove everything. Yeah, that's right. So I um, I use the most chemical thing I use is H2O water. Um, um, (laughs) And some people I'll use conditioner on because their hair's either thicker or it's um, sticky, like if it's bleached, it'll, it rips a little mm-hmm. bit. And But everything I've trialled, so um, vinegars and oil, I don't like oil. oil. There's not a problem with oil, but I don't like it because I don't like the mess. That's the only reason yep. I don't know it's oil. I've trialled oil um, and things, and all of it came back to the, it's like a 10 mils of conditioner to 500 mils of water. That's always been the um, where I come back to because I can see what I'm getting out and they slip out nicely and it's not going to cause much more issue for the hair if there is any reaction to uh, conditioner. But, yeah, I do prefer to use just water. Mm-hmm. Mm. And are there key steps um, that you need to take to avoid the reoccurrence of head lice? So that's back what I was saying before. So I really 100% truly believe that if everybody in this world had a knit comb and they use that once a week, every week, to check their hair, head lice would not exist anymore because they wouldn't mm-hmm. have everybody would be getting them out regularly and then they wouldn't have chances to transfer and and the like um and then that's the same as brushing our teeth i don't know how hard it was for them to convince people in the beginning that brushing your teeth is actually a really important thing and i know they still struggle i know i struggle my kids hate brushing their teeth every day but education is huge if we're not talking about it People won't know about it. We are taught from a very young, very young age that um, head lice are taboo. Head lice are disgusting. Only dirty people have head lice. Um, If you bring it up, people are going to judge you. And, you know, on any of my posts you'll see a lot of people saying, what are those? No, I thought that was just dandruff. Um, And then this is disgusting. Why would you share it? How embarrassing for the person. And I was like... You know, the person's the person given the approval to share this because they want other people mm. to know that this is okay, this is fixable. Um, and if people know about it, it won't get to this state, which is a lot of those crazy ones you see on my um, on my TikToks. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. the awareness piece is really important because there'd be a lot of people out there who, yeah, it is taboo and I think kids can be nasty and, you know, I'm sure a lot of bullying happens when someone does get head lice and then obviously the it whole can. school finds out about it and, yeah, yeah, I'm sure that that's a lot of the stuff that you deal with with clients coming in. Every school has a head lice problem. So about 30% of every every um, class has head lice, about 7 to 10 kids. So um, schools are a big part of the educational problem because we, we avoid it mm-hmm. as a subject. Yeah. And with the advice that you're giving um, clients that have come in to see if they've got active head lice happening, do you recommend they go home, wash all of their sheets, um, all of that stuff, or do the nits not survive when they're not on the hair? The chances of it 
getting back into your hair after it falling on your bed um, are really limited because they're dumb. Um, they don't go, you know what, the pillow's up there. We'd best go to the pillow and just chill there until the head comes back. You know, um, it has to be mm-hmm. really good environment. So we do have a great environment in Australia. Um, yeah, if you drop one on your bed because a hair fell out, then, you know, the chances are, are low. But we're not dropping them everywhere, really, which is another misconception that people have. Like if I had a head full of head lice, the chances of you actually seeing one drop out in a day, in a couple of hours, is, is like really um, quite low because they get onto the scalp and they hold on tight and they've got lobster-like claws so they grab the hairs and just stick. So usually when they come out it's because the hairs come out because we're brushing our hair or we're like moving our hair mm-hmm. or we're taking our ponytail out or um, things like that. So if you had a head full of head lice and you were seeing like the poo on your shoulders and things like that, which is is, is very um, severe to extreme infestations, then yes, definitely do the bedding. For one, you're going to get rid of all the poo. Secondly, you're going to, mm-hmm. um, you know, reduce that chance of if you did drop something there. Well, I'm definitely going to go and give my head a good scratching mm-hmm. after this. <laughs> all the talk of this is just making my scalp really itchy. Thank you so much for sharing all of your wisdom with us. If you want to go and look at uh, Sherry's TikToks, it's uh, Nitpickers Perth um, if you want to go and check that out. Um, And also if you feel like there might be a head lice problem going around, I guess they can always reach out to you, Sherry, and see if you have any advice for them. Always. I um, take messages all the time and emails and um, I do endeavour to get back to people as quickly as possible. It does get pretty busy around here. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing all of your knowledge with us. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Hannah, so we recently filmed a video for YouTube together of us doing our makeup. Um, I don't know whether that'll be live when this episode comes out. I'm assuming it will be, but I've also done a segment on YouTube called What's In My Makeup Bag uh, with Megan Mm -hmm. and went through all of the stuff that was in my makeup bag. But for those listeners who don't regularly watch our YouTube channel. We're going to go through both of our makeup bags again. You've done your like makeup and stuff on YouTube before as well. And Mm -hmm. I think we might've done an episode like this maybe sometime last year, but I can't fully remember. Nah, we haven't. I think I did my favorite oily skin picks, but that was a very long time ago. And I think we might've done like bargain um, options as well. I don't have any bargain saws. I've got a lot of bargains in mind. So if you're down for a bargain, yeah, you can go bougie um, by all means. So for base, let's Mm -hmm. talk primers and foundations. What are you using? So I start with a glowy moisturizer, not too much, but I like the Cora Organics Turmeric Glow Moisturizer, but you know, any- That smells nice, doesn't it? Any hydrating moisturizer that you've got, um, or you could use a hydrating primer as well. So I start with that. Then I go in with the Makeup Forever Shine Control Step 1 Primer. I do that on my T-zone. That is like a godsend for um, Mm. shine control. And then I pretty much always use Estee Lauder Double Wear Stay In Place Makeup. It is by far the best foundation for oily skin. Um, It is flawless. It's like medium to full coverage. I never, like, I don't know what changed, but I used it once and was like, I'll never go back. Yeah, I feel like it was the, I feel like it was Alice's wedding. Sister's wedding. After that, and everyone was like, you've never looked better. You're like, okay, I'm never using any other foundation. And that's pretty much, I do, I do use some other foundations here and there, but look, that is like Mm. my holy grail. Yep. Particularly event makeup. 
What about mm-hmm. your base? Uh, so I always opt for It Cosmetics Confidence in a cream. Technically, it's a moisturizer, but it just works so well for normal to dry skins uh, for makeup prep. So I haven't really been using a primer lately. I think because I don't really need my makeup to last very long. Like I haven't required long wearing makeup for the last almost two years. Mm-hmm. So probably if I need to have my makeup last for ages, I would put a primer on. Um, but I use that and then I use the Bobbi Brown Vitamin Enriched Eye Base around my eyes and sometimes put that around my mouth as well because I find that's where my foundation wears off the most. Um, and I'm rotating between a number of foundations at the moment. I actually recently rediscovered Makeup Forever Reboot. Remember how much Ooh. you loved Reboot? Yes. I. It's a very dewy, light coverage foundation. Yeah. It's stunning. Um, and I just rediscovered it because it was sitting in my stuff that I'd been gifted recently. And I just thought, oh, I'm going to give that a whirl again. Love it. It's so nice. I've just been wearing that flat out. But I would usually rotate the Designer Brands Hydrating Luminous Foundation, MAC Face and Body, and the Alabashay Superfluid, which is also an SPF 50. It's, like, it's almost like a tinted moisturizer. Um, so those are my base products. Now, what about concealer? Sorry, can I just say I do have another mm. foundation that I forgot to mention was Makeup Forever Ultra mm. HD Foundation. That's another one that yes. I'm a, that's got a little bit more of like a skin finish. Yep. And it's satin, satin finish. So I think that one is like, I, I ran out. That's why I forgot about it. But yeah, that's another mm-hmm. fave. And concealer wise, what are we using? So I use the Estee Lauder Double Wear Instant Fix Concealer. Mm. Um, that's the one that I'm using at the moment. I have another concealer that I'm using, which is going to be my product we didn't know we needed. So I'll come back to that. I also um, really like the Makeup Forever. The Ultra HD. Yes, the Ultra HD concealer. Yeah, that's really nice. Um, I'm using the Maybelline Age Rewind, which I spoke about on that episode we did on concealers, but also the Lancome Tonto Doll All Over Concealer, which I mentioned as a, I think I did that as a PWDKWN a few weeks ago, but I'm rotating those two at the moment. Um, now for everything else. Okay. <laughs> Whatever like else you have on your of, list. <laughs> a box of goodies. Um, all right. Why don't we start with, should we do brows and eyes? Yes. I'd totally forgotten about brows. I didn't even have that on my <laughs> list. <laughs> yes. Let's do that. Um, brow wise, I'm currently using, I'm rotating between the Anastasia Beverly Hills brow freeze and the Benefit 24-hour brow setter. I'm actually not using any color in my brows at the moment just because we're not going anywhere. Like literally the only time I'm doing my makeup is to film videos. So I'm rotating between those two. I probably would use the, um, I think it's the L'Oreal Paris Skinny Definer pencil or the Anastasia Beverly Hills Brow Wiz if I was going to add any kind of color to my brows. So I am using, I use the Benefit Precisely My Brow Pencil. Um, Mm -hmm. I like that one because it's really fine. That's probably my favorite brow pencil. And then um, I also love their 24-hour brow setter. But if you tried the Anastasia Beverly Hills brow clear brow gel that's also amazing no I haven't oh I love that I've only Um, got the brow freeze I really do like the brow freeze but my I can't use too much because my brows are so bushy yes you've got a little bit goes a long way do not dip your whole spool in. Totally. And that's a bit more of a, um, if I'm doing like a bit more soap brow look. But yeah. um, I think Benefit and Anastasia Beverly Hills, both those brands do the best brow products. Very good brows. Mas- yep. Mascara. Oh, mascara. Um, L'Oreal Paris Lash Paradise. I also really like the um, Benefit Bad Gal Bang, but I just haven't used that in so long. I ran out. 
So I think my one that I absolutely can't live without, I, I mean, the Anastasia, do you know I used that one, the Anastasia? Um, yes, in that video. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Um, I use the Estee Lauder Sumptuous Rebel Mascara. That is like mm. if you've got oily skin, literally, it is the best, like by far. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have oily skin, the um, Anastasia Beverly Hills Mascara is next level like Mm. it's called lash brag i need a chibi mascara or otherwise it runs down my face yep fair are you do you use um false lashes um not really to be honest only if i was going full glam because my lashes are so long at the moment anyway i don't really need falsies right now um that's thanks to a lash serum but i <sighs> know that you're learning how to do i am false lashes. so i so i'm doing ardell and like i've basically like done an adore order where i'm getting mm-hmm. like all of the different ardell lashes cut them in half and then use them on the side and i'm once we're out of lockdown you'll never see me without false <laughs> lashes on and Can't i use wait. the duo glue yeah that's like nice. my new thing. You know, you know, I get obsessed with things. This is my yes. new obsession. Okay. But I did use the Ardell Naked Lashes and they were yep. they looked great, really natural. Nice. Um, the only other eye product that I really is it's my ride or die is the Mac Longwear Paint Pot in Groundwork. I will Same. never stop talking about it. It is the best. Same. Everybody needs it in their makeup kit. Even if you don't wear much makeup, you will get wear out of this when you do wear makeup. I don't like, I just, I go through so many palettes. I have a lot of palettes and there's not one that I just will only use. I go through so many. I have one that I only use pretty much now. Um, So I love, I use the MAC Pro Paint Mm. Wear, whatever. I use the same one as my base, but I then use the Anastasia Beverly Hills, is it Norvina? Yep. Yeah, Norvina. So the shades Mm -hmm. that I use are Incense, Volatile and Summer. Mm-hmm. sums up my personality pretty well and yeah I think that palette is like honestly su- it's such a good palette it's yeah. so good I'm obsessed it is nice. now for blush what are you using blush wise my favorite blush is the Napoleon Purtis Cheek Switch Cream Blush Stick in Pink Lady mm. I just love it I it's like a I cream, love a cream blush it's I don't use any other cream products really on my face but I'm obsessed it's like my by far my favorite blush I wish I could get into using other products but once I love when I love a makeup product like I'm using it over and over and everyone over. will be listening to this being like you've already told us about yeah this I, know, on YouTube. I know like I don't really change it up that often but when I do you know that it's actually really good because I wouldn't change something unless I really liked it but my favorite cream blush is the makeup forever one um, oh, I remember like how they too. did that limited part. I've still got that limited yeah. part. It's probably expired by now. I'm still using it. Um, and then the uh, powder blush that I use is the L'Oreal Paris Melon Dollar Baby, which is very bargain affordable for anyone that just isn't really sure about blush. I think people are still a little bit reserved about using blush because there was a period of time where it kind of wasn't cool to wear blush. Um, and in the last couple of years, it's become way more popular again. Um, bronzer. What do you use for bronzer? I'm probably the same as you, actually. I use the Hula um, oh, Benefit Hula okay, yes. bronzer always. Yeah, it's right, like my, okay. 
I only discovered it maybe a year ago and now I can't use anything else. The good thing about Hoola is that it looks so good on the eyes as well. Like if I'm if I'm going away somewhere and I don't want to take a palette with me because I don't have room in my makeup bag, I'll always take Hoola and I just use that as an eyeshadow. But the ones that I actually have in my makeup kit yep. are the MAC Bronzing Powder and Refined Golden. And mm-hmm. I recently bought the Chanel cream bronzer because everyone Ooh. was talking about it. And I just, I need, I felt, felt like I needed to try it. And I do really like that as well, but it's very bougie. Um, do you do other contouring? Um, well, the Chanel cream bronzer kind of is a contour. Okay. So yep. that's pretty much, I would use the cream bronzer if I was doing more of a glam look. Mm-hmm. If I was just doing like a day-to-day, if it was daytime, I would just use the bronzing powder. So I use the Makeup Forever Ultra HD foundation stick Mm. and I use that in shade Y505. Honestly, this is like I never used to contour. It is a game changer. Like it's actually – but do you remember when I tried cheek filler? (laughs) Yes, I do. (laughs) It was such like I just wouldn't spend that money again. Like it's gone now. It's it was yeah. It was a couple of years ago, but yeah, wasn't it like before your sister's wedding? Maybe yeah. like a few months before, maybe a few weeks before. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you, it doesn't do much. It's so expensive, and it doesn't really didn't really do much. Um, and it wore off really quickly. Um, and I and I was literally like just contour. Like contouring is so good to get definition in your face. Yeah. Um, it's like so basically, I just learned how to contour and and. And that was a little bit cheaper, but um, yeah. <laughs> um, now, Hannah, I know you need powder uh, like we all do. What's your go-to translucent powder? So my go-to translucent is the Eat Cosmetics Bye Bye Pores. It mm-hmm. is like a pore filler. It's amazing, isn't it? It's amazing. It's, it's like, like putting a filter on. It's totally. So weird. It's like, you know, when the filter accidentally comes off when you like zoom up on your camera? Yes. <laughs> like so that. it's kind of like Paris filter in, and yeah. I don't really, I don't use Paris filter. I just use this instead. Um, <laughs> it's translucent and I, I can't do my makeup without something like this, like a pore filling mm. powder. But the other powder that I do really like that I've started using, it's the Makeup Forever Setting Powder. But it's in universal beige, so it's mm-hmm. like got a tint. It's not translucent. It's got a tint to it. I'm really liking that too. Mm-hmm. Well, on Makeup um, Forever, that's what I use. Oh, um, oh, it's the-, the Ultra HD Micro Finishing Loose Powder. I absolutely love it. Yes. Uh, lips, my go-tos are the Bobbi Brown Crushed Oil Infused Lip Gloss in in the Buff is the shade. Obsessed with that. It's probably the only lip product I've ever finished, to be honest. Um, and then lip liner wise, uh, there's a Mac one I've been using lately saw, uh, that looks really, it's so close to my natural lip color. So I just pretty much line the edges of my lips and then blur it in with my fingertips. Mm-hmm. I do also really like the Charlotte Tilbury pillow talk, um, lip liner, but, um, we won't be speaking about them again. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are your lip faves? So, um, you know, the YouTube video that we did where I recreated my sister's wedding makeup. Yeah. That was uh, that was actually the MAC Amplified Lipstick in Half and Half. Yeah. So love that lippy. It's kind of like a peachy brown. And then in terms of, you know, I love my Laura Mercier, the Laura Mercier, which we don't stock, yes. but um, Velour Extreme Matte Lipstick. So I think MAC do really good lippies. But Mm. to be honest with you, I don't wear lippy unless I'm actually like 
going glam glam yeah so I actually use most days I would use or even if I'm just going out on a walking date or whatever um Laneige lip glowy balm it's Mm. like my favorite it's a glossy balm and it's just yeah I would probably use that one the most and I've Mm -hmm. got it in like three or four different flavors (laughs) do you use set I have one more do you I don't use someone messaged me the other day and was like oh do you not use setting spray I don't use setting spray I use just setting powder I use the YSL one. Am I wrong for not using a setting no, powder? No, uh, because you, you use an oil control primer and you also use a um, setting powder. So you don't necessarily need a setting spray. Like if you, were, if you were doing a real, if you were going to like a wedding or something, I'd say yes, do your yeah. setting spray as well, but not on a day-to-day basis or like to work. I might actually try a matte. And I'll come back to you for a product we didn't know we needed on a later episode because I've had a few for oily skin types. I have used a few setting sprays where I've put my powder on and then I've done my setting spray and then oil has come through Uh, when it usually doesn't. Okay. So I find like a hydrating, like a hydrating spray. So I might actually have a look around and see if I probably need a mattifying one. A mattifying one and see if it actually works. But I find between the Shine Control Primer, the Double Wear Foundation, and then putting the um, It Cosmetics Bar by Pores, like oil cannot get through. And my makeup lasts for hours and hours and hours. It's pretty it's pretty amazing. Do we want to do our brushes before we head off? Um, okay. So makeup brushes, I have an absolute complete mix of stuff. My favorite ones are from designer brands. Okay. My favorite are Spectrum. They're the ones that I'm using yes. the most. I love them. So um, check those out. Product we didn't know we needed, Hannah. Uh, yeah, so I said I was going to do another concealer that I have been loving. Mm-hmm. I actually used it in that video of the one that I recreated my sister's wedding makeup. I'm so sorry, everyone. I talk about that so much, that wedding, but it was the highlight. <laughs> it was the highlight of my life. <laughs> it's like the best life. day of my life. This <laughs> is my sister's wedding. Um, I really? I loved my brother's wedding too. That was probably one of my favourite times. I really hope the guy that I hooked up with doesn't think it was because of him. It had nothing to do with him. It was It was actually, yeah, no. it was just no, because no. I like, yeah. like put so much effort into my skin and my hair and my makeup. Yeah. Um, so... Basically, yep. So it is the Napoleon Purtis uh, Camera Finish Concealer. It is like a creamy concealer, but it's got a natural matte finish and medium to full coverage. And as you would know, that that's perfect for me is like a natural matte finish. Um, I also do like to use like a medium to full. Co- I don't like, like I've got like bags under my eyes. So I like to use like a more full coverage um, concealer under my eyes. Are you the same? I feel like you don't use full coverage concealer. No. No. Okay. No. Um, so, yeah, no, it's really good for dark circles and any discoloration because I feel like I've got some discoloration around there. And then also, obviously, I get quite oily. So it's got a natural matte finish, which is great for oily skin types. So the color I'm using is LY13, which is obviously like a couple of shades lighter than my usual color. But yeah, no, it's a really, really nice concealer. And if you want to see it in action, go and check out the video, which will be in the episode notes on YouTube. And you can see me actually using it. It's hard to describe makeup sometimes on here. I know. 
I find fragrance is the hardest. Yeah, fragrance is definitely the hardest. I never know what to say. Yeah. It's just like, oh, it smells, it smells good. It's like, well, we have, we've created a movement, hot man smell. We have, Everyone yeah. knows what hot man smells like. Yeah. <laughs> um. My product is the It Cosmetics Hello Results Glycolic Oil and Peel. Now, I wouldn't necessarily say it's it's on the um, packaging. It says baby smooth glycolic peel and caring oil. Um, it's in quite a small, I think, I think it's only 30 mils, mm-hmm. but it's they say it's a dual phase exfoliating serum. So there's a lot of words being thrown around. And I yes. don't know which of them is accurate. <laughs> Um, but it says it helps to refine, smooth and soften skin. But I find that it's actually really gentle, but it gives me that glowy next day kind of, I guess, a radiance that you get from using something like liquid gold, but it doesn't feel as tingly or burny as other like AHAs can that are quite strong. Um, so I think this is a really good formula for anyone that has a little bit more sensitive skin and can't tolerate um, stronger forms of AHAs. So I just like put it onto a little cotton pad, Um, like I shake it up because obviously it separates because there's an oil in there, shake it up and then put it onto a cotton pad and then I just put that over my face and I usually just put a moisturizer over the top and that's it and then I have that, that's like my serum I've used for the night. You can use it nightly, but I would say it's probably more of a every second night. It's just not something I would use every night because I have so many other products. But if you just wanted to have that as like your AHA for the week, then you could use it on alternating nights or every night if you wanted to. But yeah, it just leaves me looking glowy and I don't find it irritating at all. I think that oil really helps to like make it more of a hydrating situation. I was going to say, I feel like the oil would be helping yeah. with the irritation. Yeah, it is really nice. It's $90 though for 30 mils. So I'd say that's more on the expensive side. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it is a nice product. I've been using it um, quite regularly. Um, so Hannah, remember how we spoke to Dr. Aileen? Um, she invited us to that meditation and I went um, because I felt like I needed some meditation. So it's called Meditation Mindset and they... I think I needed it with my throat closing up story. I probably I needed it might. more than you. <laughs> I think they're still doing sessions. So okay. if you want to join, they do them on Tuesday mornings. I'm not much of a meditator, I'll be honest with you. But it, it actually was really because there were so many elements to it, Hannah, I reckon you would enjoy it. It wasn't silence. Okay. It was like a sound bath. There was like like humming and it was more like... Yeah, you were enjoying sounds and I felt like I, when it when I was doing it early in the morning because it's at 7.30, I was still kind of tired. So my eyes were just staying shut and I was like almost asleep but sitting up. Do you think I can get up for a 7.30 session? I don't think so. I reckon you could because you could just have your camera off and yourself on mute and just have your eyes closed. You could even lay in bed if you wanted to and just do the, the okay. sound healing. And then there's this, then there's a part with Dr. Aileen where she does like an actual what you consider a traditional meditation mm-hmm. um, where it's kind of like go to your happy place and imagine that, you know, a bit of manifestation. So it was really good. I felt very relaxed after it. Um, so I would recommend if anyone's looking for just something to mix up their day-to-day in lockdown or they feel like they need a bit of relaxation and a reset, We'll put the link in the episode notes again if you happen to miss that episode. Um, but I found that really helpful. I think you would enjoy it, Hannah. I know you hate meditation, but mm. it just didn't really feel like because I've done meditations before. I'm like, I, I cannot sit here and take this seriously, but it was really good. I remember I did a yin yoga class. It was like 90 minutes in Thailand. I swear mm. I was just like, 
I, I was going out of my mind. It was like the opposite <laughs> of rela- relaxing. Why didn't you just leave? Because <laughs> that would be so- – was, I think there was a hot guy in the class, if I'm totally honest with you. Of course. Um, yeah. That I felt, yeah. I, I, I felt <laughs> like you were going to say because that would be rude and I'm like, that doesn't seem like it would stop you. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I probably felt awkward, like getting up and like yeah. rude and awkward. Yeah, because then everyone looks at you. Yeah. yeah. I'm not very good. I'm not very good at sitting still. Um, but, yeah, that's just yeah. me. Yeah. Well, guys, we right, will. Well. <laughs> I think people have got people have got a bit of an insight into my current lockdown mindset. I'm glad yes. that I get to broadcast that to all of these people. <laughs> anyway, we'll see you next week. Thanks, everyone, for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends. It helps other people to discover us. And also, we really want to know what you thought about this podcast. So if you can leave us a review, that would be much appreciated.